episode 1097 and it's a relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron strang and joining me from loverland virginia is jesse carey hello hello from nashville tennessee artist producer mogul number one chart topper Derek minor what up dog <laughs> and from austin texas author speaker and podcaster jamie ivy Hey guys. Okay, well, we have a great show coming up. Uh, Brittany Moses uh, is joining us. She's one of our favorite mental health experts. Uh, there's a there's a narrative that we've been talking about in recent weeks. If you've listened to the conversations with several of these artists, uh, KB, Anna Golden, several people have talked about the importance of mental health and counseling and how it's impacted their lives. We talked to Brittany about some practical stuff. We all know therapy is good. But what if you can't afford it? It's a luxury. What if you get the wrong type of counselor or therapist? Like, like, so we're going to, we're talking to Brittany coming up about like kind of a one one kind of next steps of like how we can actually start to implement this our li- in our lives and fit it in our schedules and our budgets and, and do it the right way. So anyway, it's a very practical application conversation. Don't miss that. But that's, that's, that's coming up. But first, I got to tell you all some news, dear listeners. This is the last episode with Jamie Ivy, part of the regular cast here on the Relevant Podcast. Oh, I'm going to get a little teary-eyed I over know. here. It's at the end of an era, Jamie. The but, end but of an era. She's not going away forever. She will pop in from time to time. She's yes. giving us a promise there. But yes. Jamie, tell everybody why you're needing to cut back on some of your commitments. Well, first of all, I have to say this is... Every Wednesday, we record on Wednesdays, and every time I go home from the house and we do our little highs and lows, and every Wednesday, my favorite thing of the day is recording relevant podcasts. Mm. I love it so much. I laugh so much. I go home and tell my family all about the stories of what we talked about, um, and I have no responsibilities. It's all on Cameron and Emily, so I just get to show up and laugh, um, but I am going back to school, and so what? I'm wanting to go to school for a long, back to school for a long time, and so... In fact, uh, today that the show comes out is my very first day of classes at Denver Seminary. And so I'll be getting a master's degree. And I just knew that I needed to cut back somewhere and um, give myself some margin. I have two boys that are seniors this year and it just needed some space. And so this was a hard decision, but a good decision. And um, I'm going to miss it so much. We're we're going to miss you. Absolutely. But sure. I am deeply affirming of 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 the why. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, because right. like the the Bob Goff taught that, teaches that principle of like he quits something every Thursday, and it's like why? Why? You know, like he writes about mm-hmm. this in his books and stuff. But yeah. he really does do this, and he, and he it's a very common sense reason. He's like. We all fill up our lives. We're maxed out every day. And he's like, but we want God to do new things in our lives, but we're maxed Mm -hmm. out. So he's like, I quit something to create margin so that God can bring something new to fill that space. And that's Mm -hmm. how life evolves and progresses. And that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing right now. You're cutting back on things that were filling up your calendar to make room for God to do something new. And we're excited for you. So we're going to miss you, though. Jamie, I'm, sure. you, I'm assuming since it's seminary, it's uh, theology related. But what is? Can you, can you talk about the, the the graduate degree you're pursuing? I could totally talk about it. Listen, I don't. I'm, I think okay, it's a master's of biblical arts and theology. I think that's what it's called. Cool. I, I'm not even hundred percent sure. I'm going through with the cohort. I'm super excited about it, um, and it'll be three years, and then I'll be done. 
And so in three years, my oldest son will graduate college, my daughter will graduate high school, and I will graduate from seminary if everybody keeps their, you know, the game face on and does school right. So it's kind of crazy season mm. in the Ivy family. Yeah. Well, that's, congrats, that's man. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Um, I was going to say, I, you know how you have like moments in your life that you just, you can like remember. Well, I think Jesse remembers every moment of his life, but like I don't have a very good memory. I remember where I was when Jesse called to ask if I wanted to join you guys full time on the cast. Mm. It was during it was early covid, I mean early, like March covid because I'm walking around the grocery store with Jesse and my headphones. Everyone's it's like a it's like the end of the world. People are getting <laughs> toilet paper and I literally walked that store like five times just having the time of my life talking with Jesse and I was so honored to be asked to be a part of this cast and that was 3 years ago. And so mm-hmm. it's been so fun. Like so been. fun, it really has. Yeah, man, well, sure. at the at the end of the episode today, we have a game called a very relevant happy hour, which is a little bit Jamie Ivy themed. So, all right, let's go. You don't want to miss that at the end of the show. All right, well, moving the show along. Stay tuned. Up next is slices. You're listening to Joe P. The song is Don't Want to Love You. Clearly not R&B 90s sensation Joe, who would want to love you. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, um, I hope no one has made plans for this December. Uh, If they have, I suggest they cancel them. (laughs) Because uh, other than celebrating the birth of our Savior, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would put <laughs> I would put what you have planned for that on hold as well. Um, because uh, our good, pop culture is good friend Billy McFarlane, who's fresh out of prison uh, for um, various charges related to defrauding customers for the uh, for the first Fire Fest that he held, the, oh, the infamous music yeah. festival mm-hmm. that um, you know has been immortalized with both a Netflix and Hulu documentary. Um, uh, He is now out of prison. And he has released a a, a statement announcing to the world that Firefest 2 is coming soon. In fact, it's coming this December. Now... Sign me up. Sign me up. I watched his one minute video announcement to try to ascertain some details for this uh, for this uh, news item. There are none. There's very few. All we know is that he spent quite a bit of time in solitary confinement during his his prison (laughs) stand. But he put it to good use, according to him, a 50 page business plan for Firefest 2. Now, even though there are no details um, and in the location right now, it's just ambiguously the Caribbean. Um, mm, love uh, the Caribbean. Yeah. So somewhere. Um, 
you know, no indication on what's involved with Firefest 2. Uh, according to the the ticket pre-sales, um, he's you know he's already sold quite a number of, of tickets that range anywhere from a few hundred bucks all the way to eight thousand. Um, okay. So um, you know if if you're interested in more, I would follow Billy McFarlane and, no. and see what's coming. Now, Jesse, Jesse, just to I'm clarify, you said December, but they, there's no date yet, and they, they're targeting the end of 2024. That's all uh, we know. Which is fast upon us, guys. Well, 20, the end of 2024. I'm looking at the fire, the fire Festival 2 pre-sale website, and it yeah. says Friday, December 6th, 2024, oh. 12 noon. Oh. Um, well, that's so, new, because as of two days ago, they were just, they hadn't set a date yet, so it's great. Either way, I, I usually keep my, I usually plan out my early Decembers multiple years in advance, so obviously I've already marked this on the calendar and i'm uh, there okay but in i have a question is are there any production companies involved in this uh, is there going to be nothing a, has been announced it is literally is there be a netflix series they're not even going to they're not even telling you what you get for your 499 dollar ticket versus your eight thousand dollar ticket they're, they're not why? saying any details why elon musk does that all the time and i still got a tesla so that sounds oh. great to me <laughs> people will just do it just because they want to be a part of it they just want to be a part of it that's all it is mm. I really hope I I sincerely hope that he's winging this that that he doesn't know <laughs> Jesse, what's involved when he was in solitary confinement he wrote out a 50 page plan that's what he's telling people did he really go to solitary confinement or is yeah, that a that's joke that's what he said I, he I literally know. said while I he was in solitary he wrote a 50 page plan now this isn't a person with solitary the, for? Yeah, I was going to say this isn't the person with the highest level of credibility so I would take some of this with a grain of salt here um you know, but I really hope there is no marketing plan. I hope he just woke up one day and was like, let's run this back. Let's run it back. What's the worst that could happen? You know? I love What's it. What's the worst? Ja Rule hasn't recovered from his involvement. But. Ja Rule hasn't recovered from a lot of stuff. Leave it at that. He says, guys, this is your chance to get in. This is everything I've been working towards. Let's effing go. Okay, I'm ready. I, I, look, I'm ready. I'm we, sold. We, d- we do not need to have him go. I'm so I wish, I ain't going to lie, he has 100 tickets for 100 bucks. I wish I had one of those tickets. Because you know, by this time, 2024, y'all mark my word, those tickets are going to be, it's going to be a fever pitch for those tickets. They're going to be like, Cameron, like you should send Derek as a as a yeah, media representative. Yeah, it's on correspondent live me, on the bro. ground. I'm ready. Uh, to we'll go. get we'll get media passes like we do for the other music. Send, send me. I want to go. I want to go via media pass. All right, let's go. Okay, what do you have, Jamie? Okay, so I am going to be honest with you. There's a couple things happening in the world right now that I feel a little behind on. Number one is the Freedom movie. I I knew what it was. I saw what it was. I saw all the money. I didn't know people were against it. And then this week there is a new song by an unknown artist that goes to the top of the charts. Um, and a lot of conservative people are really loving it. Oh, and yeah. it's go- it's going viral. Oh, big time. Um, it went viral. Is that what we should say? Yeah. All right, so a young man, a bushy red beard and a guitar in like the backwoods singing about like working all day and inflation and being kept in his place by inflation, high, ta- high taxes and elites. He holds responsible the rich men north of Richmond. Here's a clip. Living in the new world With an soul These rich men north of Richmond Lord knows 
just wanna have total control. Wanna know what you think. Wanna know what you do. What's crazy about this is like I saw it on TikTok and you know it's a catchy song it's a good song obviously there's there's a lot of angst behind it and a lot of people connected with its message but you know it went number 1 on iTunes almost immediately and but then like days later it was number 1 on every platform mm-hmm. Spotify Amazon Music Billboard Top 100 every chart it was number 1 I was at a birthday dinner with my parents who were in their 70s and my mom was telling me about this song. Mm. And my mom sent it to my dad and my dad was confused by the <laughs> lyrics, but my mom really liked the lyrics. And I'm going, my mom only listens to like gospel and worship. Right? This, this song has cussing in it. I'm like, my mind was blown. This song is bringing like family stick it di- to the man, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. stick it to the man. It, yeah. it is like, the, the, I think the only thing I can remember where instantaneously everyone just knew Oliver Anthony and Richmond, north of Richmond, well, it, this is the dress of songs. Do you remember, like the the the, the afternoon, like Broke the, the dress? It was like the, is is the dress blue or gold? Mm-hmm. Where all, all of a sudden, yeah. one cultural artifact instantly permeates culture, like yeah. within the matter of hours. You know, I think this is one of those uh, those I, moments where it's literally never happened. Like with the mu- on the music side, this has never happened before. He's the first artist who's unsigned. He he, he the first song that's like written by one person to do this. He has no label behind him. Like, this has literally never happened so before. So is this from the soundtrack to the movie? or cause, No, this has uh, nothing to do with the movie. Sorry, it's just there's two kind of conservative things coming up that oh, people right. are gotcha. getting okay. behind. Two kind yeah, of yeah, breakout yeah. conservative things. This movie, Which is Sound, the of Freedom. Sound of Freedom, is doing better than Indiana Jones right now. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. It's, possible. it's, yeah. it's crossed $175 million in the U.S. It's beat... Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, and... Uh, Wasn't it crowdfunded, too? One of the other big ones. Yeah, yeah, it was. Angel Studios, it's that yeah. model. People mm-hmm. donated towards it and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Huge. Look, it is what it is. I never, I haven't heard this song yet. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess maybe I'm... Maybe I'm not tapped into to to the vein. They're not have pushing you, it to me. Derek, it's, have you not been listening to a lot of conservative talk radio? They've been talking about it a lot. Yeah, I just didn't know if you missed those days. It sort okay. of has like Tyler Childers vibes a little, you know? I like Tyler Childers. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean He's, you yeah. know, I I think thematically there's definitely um when Glenn Beck and Car- Tucker Carlson are recommending songs, <laughs> oh, I shit. listen. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's where I go. I I, um, I just listen to Tucker Carlson's playlist. His recommended songs. It's good stuff, man. I'm joking. Uh, can't go anyway. wrong. Yeah, it's a, it's a moment. The uh, conser- my mom was like she she was like the conservatives have a popular song like one of us is number one on the charts. You know, kind of a but thing. But your mama listening to cussing. I know. Well, we can put wash, the, we can put the cussing aside when it's about sticking it to the men in Washington. We can yeah. we can let a few words pass. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable in those terms. I know, I know, I know. You know, anyway. educated, keeping Derek up on white people. I'm telling you, this, this is. <laughs> It's one of the services we provide it's on this one show. Of the services yeah. that I learn. You know? We tell Jamie what's happening in pop culture. We tell right? Derek what's happening in white culture. I, it's great. Listen, everyone, yeah. no matter how uh, uh, religious someone is, the only excusable use of profanity is when you're talking about the government. You know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and all that BS. 
pay. I'm working overtime for some Stay BS out. pay. That's what he said. <laughs> anyway. All right. What do you have, Derek? So, uh, you know, we talked about the, the awful situation with the blind side and Michael Orr and the Tuis. Well, they have decided to end their conservatorship uh, for Michael 20 years later. I was saying he's like thirty. Did y'all talk about this old. last week? We yeah. did. Yeah. Well, okay. we talked about we talked about the the lawsuit, but now mm-hmm. we just found out that they've decided to end their uh, conservatorship over why, this man. Why twenty did they years later? So. Keep it for twenty years? I could see why he was a eighteen year old. That's yeah. why, because they running man. up a check. That's what it is. So you know, I think this one of the things where I'm like, I thanks, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like. <laughs> all right, appreciate it. But. Like, thank you for doing the thing you should have done twenty years ago. Like, I I, you know, again, helping him get on his feet when he's eighteen, whatever. I don't know. They can't adopt him because he's a legal adult. I get the gray area there. But once he got drafted to the NFL and he's not coming home on college breaks anymore, you know what I mean? He's a full grown adult. They should have dropped it then. Right. Or, I think not I read. Before. I think I read that they were going to serve as his legal guardians until 25 or until the court dissolved it. And honestly, I feel like like everyone, I, I don't know these people and I don't know what's happening, but it feels like maybe everyone was just living their lives. And all of a sudden he's like, I think I should look into this. Like he's no, he's not going to the NFL. Right. So maybe he has some time on his hands. I bet, I bet you money. Jesse has ownership of Dunkin' Donuts. Cause I know a lot of NFL players do. So he's probably out <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts drinking some coffee. Um, and I wonder if it was just kind of like, oh, it's time for me to look into this. What's going on? I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. But it, I like, like Derek said, like at least they're doing it now. They should have, the thing they should have done a long time ago. But it's like, thanks. I want, thanks, I want, I think. <laughs> yeah, here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. This is a very confusing situation. Why people are slow in making things right when they do things wrong to black people. Here, they're very slow at making it right. Am I wrong, Derek? Here's the thing. I, I say it. And this is a very <laughs> this is a very confusing situation and and I don't really understand it. I think it needs a sequel to the blind side. It's a different tone. <laughs> it's a very different tone, but it would get to the bottom. It's more of like stuff. the the Pelican brief or like one of those yeah, like like a Grisham, Grisham yeah a Grisham law legal courtroom. Like you know, because I, I, I have do no it. idea what's happening. I think it, it you know I think we need to move. We we need a, a new Michael Lewis book that will be adapted into a film. That's you know this will that. be a Netflix documentary. This has to. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, that's they're working how my, that's overtime how my, on that right now. That's how Michael gonna get his money back if the Tuies don't beat him to it. <laughs> <laughs> if the Tuies don't beat they're just, him, to they're it. both racing right they're now to call their agency. Yeah, yeah, like yo, yeah. get Netflix on the phone. They, they, Netflix is gonna have get... one. Hulu's gonna have one. Oh, that's right. Like the Hillsong one. Yeah, the two competing. I wish they were. I wish it came out that they were secretly working together to just create Ooh. like the plot of a good documentary. You nah, know, that would be crazy. They're playing all of us. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Stay tuned. Up next, Brittany Moses joins us. It's hard in New York and I can't get away from losing my nerves and you're losing the way you I know it ain't true. The things we say and do to play You're listening to Malcolm Todd. The song is Hot in New York. 
Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Brittany Moses. She's a trusted counselor and friend of the show who's on a mission to make mental health care more accessible. Emily talks to her to discuss the basics of therapy and how you can access help regardless of your financial status. Here's part of our conversation with Brittany Moses. I think maybe a good place to start is sort of figuring out terminology because I feel like the term therapist and counselor and even psychologist are used interchangeably. So what is the difference between all of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're very similar in terms of they have a very similar like educational and training track. Um, They both use, you know, certain theories to explain human behavior. They, They have shared goals between the therapist and the client to try to reduce symptoms. Um, and really measure if there's a difference in what's working and what's not working. Um, they're both trained professionals who apply techniques that can help with various, you know, mental, emotional, and behavioral issues, as well as the capability to diagnose. Um, so there's a lot of overlap. But I would say if you're really getting to the nitty gritty of the differences, uh, counseling really is probably more brief. It's really looking at resolving the practicality of problems. Problems, um, maybe in day-to-day life. Um, it might focus more on specific issues or short-term problems like managing stress or making a career decision. Um, you might have seen different types of counselors like school counselors, career counselors, substance and rehabilitation counselors, right? Um, so they typically have the term LPC, you know, licensed professional counselor or LMHC, licensed mental health counselor. However, this isn't a strict rule. They also can and do work with long treatment plans as well. Um, So that's kind of the umbrella of counseling. And then there's psychotherapy or therapy, which tends to focus more on, I want to say, long-term, deeper chronic issues, um, chronic and complex life problems. So things like diving into past traumas, chronic mental health conditions like anxiety, depression, bipolar, Uh, Therapists often work with children, individuals, um, couples, or families. They typically have, you'll see LMFT for licensed marriage and family therapist or MFT. Um, But you'll see a lot of, again, overlap between these positions. Um, And then with psychologists, psychologists usually tend to have a PhD or a PsyD where therapists and counselors tend to have master's degrees. Um, So psychologists can and do work as therapists, but not only that, many also go on to be researchers um, or professors and authors. Um, So those are, I want to say, if you were to break down therapy, um, psychologist and counselor. And I think the other one I want to throw out is psychiatrist, right? Because people want to know who's the one that can like 
prescribe you know medication if you need it that's typically the psychiatrist because a psychiatrist is a medical doctor um, an MD who specializes in psychiatry so they've gone to medical school um, and they have uh, training in um, like adolescent psychiatry or addiction psychiatry and so they can diagnose and treat mental health conditions they can also provide therapy um, but some just focus primarily on medication management Um, so that's where your psychiatrist comes in and often the two will work together you may have a therapist and a psychiatrist you know and they work together as a part of your care team how does someone know like should they go to a therapist versus a counselor? Like, how do you determine that? Yeah, you know what? I personally like to say just start somewhere because both are going to be helpful. Both have similar trainings. And I think it's really going to come down to... Um, the therapeutic relationship meaning how well you are doing with that with that therapist or counselor um how helpful they are for you how that relationship's going which does take some time um to see if it's a good fit for you you know and you're always able to make the change if you need to find you know someone different i know it's not that easy i know sometimes it can be hard to locate a therapist but that is an option i think what's really important to point out is what what research has found that makes counseling and therapy effective is really um, one the therapeutic relationship so how well you and that therapist kind of are a fit together and working together is a really big deal in a person's improvement um, as well as how much hope you as the individual have in your treatment and in it working in your life and in it getting better that actually plays about 15% of a role in how effective it is for you um, as well as the techniques that therapists and counselors can apply and actually one of the most uh one of the biggest factors that is effective are actually extra therapeutic factors, which are things that happen outside of the therapy room, like how motivated people are to make changes, how open-minded they are to make changes, as well as like how severe uh, problems are outside of the therapy room. So, you know, these are the things that are actually shown to be most effective. Um, So I, I usually say start somewhere because I think that if you get too wrapped up in should I see a therapist should I see a counselor should I see a psychiatrist you know a psychiatrist or a psychologist like which one should I see that might actually hinder you from just taking a step forward and just opening that door to meeting with someone and getting that experience and um because it's likely going to be helpful in some way and beneficial in some way either way and then make the adjustments that you need down the road from there but I would suggest starting somewhere you know when someone does say like okay I want to find a counselor is there like a resource they can go to to look for counselors in their area yes I'm so glad that you asked because this is like a big deal for me because me as a millennial you know who's living in this economy I get it like therapy is not always super accessible or easy to navigate um especially it's just like when you like I don't know got off your parents health insurance for the first time and now you're trying to figure out how to find your doctor your dentist and then it's your therapist right like it's all in that and I say that as someone who is like in training and studied and in school for this and has studied this like 
it's hard. So I think I want to offer two routes. Like first is how to look for a therapist. And then I think it'd be great to talk about, you know, some maybe low cost options um, that are more accessible. So typically when looking for a therapist, people will go through their insurance and their insurance directory uh, to see, you know, what therapists are within their coverage. Usually there's like a website for your insurance directory or a number that you can call where you can maybe put in like your zip code and see what therapist is under your coverage nearest to you. And then you can start there by literally like cold calling or cold emailing and just letting them know you're interested. Um, It's kind of like dating. Um, It's so funny (laughs) to me, but you know, and then so that's one way to go. You can also go through directories like psychologytoday.com where you can put in your zip code and find a therapist near you. Um, and, and psychologytoday.com is pretty cool because you can filter for like either your insurance or for cost or for culture. Like if you want someone who is like within your cultural background or within your faith background. So there are some filter options there that are cool. Um, so directories work. And then I would say for the more low cost options and the more accessible resources, um, there are great peer support groups. It's not therapy, but it is a, it is beneficial. Um, there are people who are trained that help facilitate these groups. I was trained as a, a peer support group facilitator for NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, which is one of the largest grassroots mental health organizations in the U.S. So they have peer support groups that are great. Um, Also, university counseling centers. If you are a student, um, a college student, many universities and colleges offer free or low-cost counseling services to their students. It's it's often a part of your student fees. Um, Another low-cost option are graduate training clinics. So most of these clinics are at universities and colleges, which are therapists who are um, in training at the graduate level, and they're typically over cost and overseen by, you know, supervision, by professionally licensed supervision. Another great one is actually lowcosthelp.com. It's a national directory of affordable and sliding scale counseling services. And they're partnered with something called Open Path Psychotherapy, which is a nonprofit network of mental health professionals dedicated to like providing in-office mental health care at a really reduced rate um, for individuals, couples, children, families. So those are some um, options for therapeutic support. And then we have like the hotlines, you know, which are great for crisis situations or even warm lines that we call them where it's like you don't have to necessarily be suicidal or in a major crisis, but maybe you're at your limit, you're at your peak, you know, and you need someone to talk to. Um, And so, you know, there's a national suicide prevention lifeline, which is now dialing just 988. Um, And then there's the crisis text line. I've been a crisis uh, certified crisis counselor. That's great. It's just a anonymous, free, non-judgmental option, 24-7 crisis support through text message. You can text HOME to 741-741 to connect with a crisis counselor at any time. Um, so these are great lines to to that you can count on kind of when you need someone at any moment, any time to just kind of debrief with. That is so great. I feel like that was so many like wonderful resources. Um, I did want to go back to something you sort of mentioned 
and I'd like to dig into, um, you know, you're talking about how therapists, some of them might, um, not necessarily specialize, but they might have like the same faith background or the same culture background as you. Um, would you encourage someone to seek out a therapist who has that same background? Like what, what are the pros and cons to that? Oh yeah. This is one of my favorite questions because I always get like, you know, if you're a Christian, should you only be seeing a Christian therapist? And, and certainly there are benefits to that. There are benefits to somebody who maybe already shares or understands the basis of your worldview. There might be a little bit less that you have to explain. Um, and that's super helpful. I will say that all therapists are, are trained or supposed to be trained to be culturally competent and to have try to have some background and understanding on where people are coming from and to meet people where they are so I think there is a fear sometimes in the faith community that if you go see a therapist who isn't Christian they're going to try to kind of override your beliefs and like push push this psycho babble jargon new age whatever like onto you and I have to say that's quite unethical like (laughs) it is very highly stated (laughs) as unethical you cannot go in there and try to change someone's beliefs you know, being a culturally competent therapist means you are meeting people where they are. You are trying to understand their worldview. Um, what are the things that help them in their faith? Um, and, and continuing to connect them to those resources, those faith-based resources in their own community as well. So that being said, I think I want people to think a little bit more critically about this because even if your therapist, say, is a Christian that doesn't mean that they believe everything that you believe. Like, and on the flip side, in therapy, we're also taught that even though we have a client that maybe shares the same faith as us, that doesn't mean that they believe everything that we believe, right? There is a vast spectrum of doctrine in the Christian faith, of even types of uh, denominations, um, of even different worldviews, interpretations even of scripture along the, along the spectrum of faith. So either way, like you're gonna have to get to know what it is that this person believes, you know, what it is that informs their faith, what it is that helps them, what it is that shapes their worldview. Um, either way. So yes, it is helpful, but whether you have a Christian therapist or not, either way, you're going to have someone whose goal is to meet you where you are, whose goal is to understand your worldview and to help that. I would say it is a red flag if there is someone who demeans that or kind of bypasses that or doesn't seem to care about that or is pushing something else on you um, that is clearly against what you believe um that's something worth having a conversation with them about um but my philosophy is that especially if someone's in crisis it's just better to get help with someone who is trained than no help at all right like if it's between locating waiting and locating a christian therapist and just finding someone to get your foot in to get you the help that you need so you can start finding relief so that you can start functioning again um so you can start feeling better i'd rather you just find someone um who is trained uh because again the educational tracks are very similar That was Brittany Moses. Make sure to check out the rest of that conversation as well as other resources on how you can uh, take care of your mental health over at relevantmagazine.com. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's a very relevant happy hour. 
listening to Felly. The song is There's No Other. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right, it is time. We, you know, this is the last segment of Jamie being on the cast. I'm gonna, we're gonna have to update the show graphic and like Photoshop her out. Just kind of put a big X through through my picture for never, a while. Never. Well, <laughs> well, dear listeners, tune in next time and we'll tell you who will be replacing Jamie in the cover. But we're not going to talk about that now. Today is a day for sadness. I don't right. even know. Nope. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Anyway, okay. So we wanted to we wanted to send her off in style and do a uh, a Jamie themed game, a trivia game. Uh, you guys. Um, I guess you guys are going to have to... So the original concept that Emily and I talked about was we were going to do things like the concept of happy hour, happy, Jamie, Austin, like themes of her life, and we would do a trivia game that we would all play. Okay. Emily wrote... A Jamie Ivy trivia game. So, Emily. So, oh yeah. So wow. Jamie, you can't play because you will. You will. But you can tell the answers. You can okay. say. All right. If here I we go. Them. So this is uh, this is mono a mono. This is mono a mono. Derek versus Jamie. All right. All right, I'm, Jesse, I'm you're up first. We're at first. This is this is what I told Emily I didn't want to do because if we don't know the answers, then Jamie's going to get her feelings hurt. I promise I won't. I promise okay. I won't. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm a grown up. All right. Here we go. Jesse, you're first. I know Jamie the, Ivy, I know all the answers. Jamie Ivy is not only a co-host on the Rolling Podcast, but she also hosts her own podcast, The Happy Hour. And she's not the only Jamie to host a show. Which other famous Jamie is the host of Mythbusters? Is it Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Oliver, Jamie Heineman, or Jamie Kennedy? I know the show well. Um, a lot of Discovery Channel uh, uh, shows I know very well from the Oscar side this day. Jamie Heineman, yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm looking at the questions again, and Jamie is the beginning of every question, but they do go beyond Jamie. Oh, so, Jamie, good. So you're, playing too. Oh, you're playing, playing too. You're playing okay, too. You're playing too. All in. right. Derek, you're oh, up now. She's been mentored by her. This, I know who <laughs> helped her write this. Uh, uh, ja- Jamie mm-hmm. Ivy is a current resident of Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. What was the original name of Austin? Was it Houston, Stephenville, Texas City, or Waterloo? This is for Derek. You know, good and well, I don't know this answer. C. What's C? What was the answer? Texas City? Texas City? Can I guess? Yes. Go ahead and guess, Jamie. I want to guess Waterloo. It is Waterloo. Waterloo is the original name of Austin. There you go. Mm. All right, Jamie, you're up. Jamie Ivey spent an entire month last summer traveling through Italy. What are the official languages spoken in Italy? Is it Italian only, Italian and English, Italian and Spanish, or Italian, Spanish, and English? Official languages. Official, I'm going to go with Italian. That is correct. Okay. All right. This is right, a Tyler one. Huckabee game if I've ever heard <laughs> one. This is the student surpassing the, the master. All right. Um, so it is now tied 1-1 uh, between Jesse and Jamie. Here we go. Round two. Jesse, you're up. In 2014, Jamie Ivey started the Happy Hour podcast. Also in 2014, Pharrell released his hit song, Happy. Which line is the current lyric from this song? 
Which line is the correct lyric from this song? Sorry. Clap along if you feel like happiness is what you want to do. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Clap along if you know that happiness is your truth. Or clap along if you feel like dancing is what you got to do. What's the correct one? I think it's the room without a roof. That is correct. Boom. Right. Boom. You know you're Pharrell. All right. You're up, Derek. Give it to the Virginia guy. Got to. He's got Mythbusters in Virginia, man. It's almost like I'm sandbagging it. I'm not. I promise. I'm just reading it in order. Right down the middle. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Derek. Jamie Ivey was born on May 6th, but that's not the only day she can be celebrated. What day is National Jamie Day? Is it February 13th, July 2nd, October 9th, or December 16th? And then y'all going to give me this. (laughs) What was the. uh... (laughs) February 13th. I need need to know this. July 2nd. October 9th or December 16th? Man, we just going to say December 16th. That's my birthday, so we just picked that. You know what's crazy is National Jamie Day is the day her book is coming out, February 13th. <gasps> Are you serious? February 13th is National Jamie, Jamie Day. day. Let's go. Let's That's go. hilarious. That's crazy. All I right, Jamie, it. you're up. Jamie Ivy is a proud Texan. And like every Texan, she knows the best food in the state. What is the official state snack of Texas? Brisket, chili, pecan pie, or chips and salsa? Okay, she said snack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Official nobody's state snack. Like, oh, nobody's getting a brisket sandwich for snack. <laughs> It I'm going to go with chips and salsa. It is Texas. Chips and salsa is correct. Yes. I really wish it was a full meal with a snack in Texas. <laughs> that would be brisket. amazing. <laughs> it's brisket, chili, and pecan pie. Chips and salsa. T-bone and ribeye for my midnight snack. Yeah. All right, round three. Uh, points go to three. So it's two, two, zero. But it's anybody's game because these are all worth three points each. Right, Jesse, you're it. up. Here we go. Jamie Ivey has lived in Austin, the state's capital. Or the, uh, sorry. Jamie Ivey has lived in Austin, Texas, the state's capital. What else is Austin known as? Is it the queso capital of Texas, the bat capital of America, the tech capital of the South, or the cleanest city in Texas? I mean, I think all of them could apply, but I think there's a bridge there that has a significant amount of bats that come out a couple. Of, I'm going to go with the bat thing. The bat capital of America is correct. Y'all, yep. Bat Fest is coming up if you want to come to town. Cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. Yeah. Hard, hard pass, you stand cool. on this bridge, Derek. You stand on this bridge, South Congress, South Congress, and at like dusk, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, bla- of bats come out. Why? Do they do it? It's that? what every tourist has to do at least once when you come to Austin. I've done no, it I'm once. Say, no, I'm saying, why do the bats come out? Are they afraid or are they just like... No, they come out at night to feed. So they sleep under this bridge and they migrate here. So they're not here all year. I'm sure they give lots of lessons That's at That's when I would uh, leave town. I would... Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm straight. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> all right, Derek. Over the years, Jamie Ivey has shared about the unique experiences of living in Texas. Which famous Texas event... Features a greased pig chasing competition. Is it the Texas State Fair, the South by Music Festival, uh, the Houston Rodeo, or the Pecan Festival? Greased pig chasing competition. 
Man, I'm gonna go with the state fair. That sounds like a state fair situation. The pecan festival is the correct answer. The pecan <laughs> festival has that. That's here in Austin. Grease pig chasing. Yeah, you can go <laughs> go enjoy it. Uh, Jamie Ivy, Jamie, you're up. Jamie okay. Ivy is the author of numerous books, including "You Be You" and "If You If Only You Knew." Um, what other famous Jamie wrote the children's book "Me My Selfie and I"? Is it Jamie Fox, Jamie Dornan, Jamie, Jamie Lynn Spears, or Jamie Lee Curtis? I think Jamie Lee Curtis wrote that. She writes children's books. That's correct. There you go. Oh. All right. Last round. Here we go. Uh, sad music can start queuing because the sad, you know, <laughs> it'll just start slowly building for the next two minutes. Um, Jesse, Jamie Ivy hosts the Happy Hour, which is available to listen to in all countries. But what country has made real life happy hours illegal? Is it England? Illegal. England, France, Ireland, or Portugal? Wow! What a wow! What a terrible country. What, what um, like who? Like all of these are drinking countries too. That's this all shocks. I know. Me. And why would they make I, it illegal? I, I, like I, why, I, like like just discounting drinks for is illegal? Like it's weird. Anyway, I don't know. The I, I'm I'm very close with a lot of French families, and from my experience, they enjoy happy hours. Uh, the Portuguese have always struck me as very cool people. I'm going to go England for some reason. It seems like they have a lot of arbitrary laws. It seems like tyranny mm. is a big theme of mm. their uh, uh, of their country. I'm going to I'm going to go with England. Mm-hmm. Ireland is the correct answer. That's the last one I would have expected. That's crazy. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. That's you crazy. know what? You know what? I bet it's because too much drunkenness was happening, and so mm. the country had to like. Oh, I got to look kibosh. into this. I got to look into this. <laughs> Something's fishy about this. I don't one. mean I to disparage all Irish people as y'all being a bunch of lushes, but. I've if been the to Ireland. There's a the lot, government of, has there's to a lot of drinking there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The government has to say, chill out, everybody. You know, <laughs> it's the lead. All, right. All right, here we go. Before uh, Derek, before Jamie Ivy was a podcaster, author, and speaker, she worked as a teacher for many years. She's and she's not the only famous Jamie to make a career change. What did Jamie Oliver, the famous chef, uh, do before he became a renowned chef? Was he a teacher, musician, a sales rep, or a writer? Jamie Oliver. I'm going sales rep. He was a musician. Oh, wow. Of course. Everybody's a musician. <laughs> All right, Jamie, last one. You can win it if you get this right. Here we go. 22 years ago, you married your husband, Aaron Ivy. How many types of Ivy plants are in existence in the world? <laughs> Is it six, 12, 15, or 25? I got to be honest. That seems very, every one of these seems very low. <laughs> How many types I, of Ivy plants? I think there's a lot, so I'm going to go with 25. 15 is the correct wow. answer. Oh, man. Right. There's no way that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Emily made the last three up. That whole round. Emily the whole Ireland and the Ivy yeah, thing. That was yeah. hilarious. That's funny. Good All job, right. Emily. Well, that'll do it for a very relevant happy hour. Jamie, we just want to say thank you. And I know you're going to come back and we'll catch up from time to time. But we are so grateful for you being committed to this show with your everything you have going on and it's such a you've brought such a cool dimension to it and we're gonna say kind i've loved it every minute 
Well, before we wrap up, I want to again thank Brittany Moses for joining us. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com for more info on how you can take care of your mental health and for more of that conversation uh, that we had with her. Uh, also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out the last couple of weeks of our summer issue of Relevant. We have fantastic conversations with the likes of Lauren Daigle, who's on the cover, Christine Kane, Naomi Rain, Judah and Chelsea Smith, Arizona, and a lot more. It's available for free. Just click on the magazine tab over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content enhanced and ad-free. All the information is right there at the website. Plans start as low as $250 a month. You get unlimited ad-free reading and listening. Um, it's the best way to experience our content, like I said, and we love the support. Thank you. Like it. Also, uh, we are hiring. Now, we've gotten a lot of applications, <laughs> and I apologize we haven't gone back to everybody yet, but uh, before we buckle down and make the decision here in the coming weeks, uh, if you're good at podcast edit editing or video, social media, um, content creation, project management, sales, we'd love to hear from you. All the information about our openings is available at relevantmediagroup.com. Um, you can fill out an application right there, and we will go through them all, I promise. On that note, we will wrap things up. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Jamie Ivey. For the last time. <laughs> for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Oh, it's at the end of an era, Jamie. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.